1: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
2: get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central.
0: In this bonus episode of The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition, we're highlighting the work of our friends over at CBS This Morning podcast with a conversation that CBS News contributor Jamie Wax had with Daily Show correspondents Roy Wood Jr. and
2: Ronnie Chang. Twenty years ago, if you were angry about something, you had to write a letter to the <laughs> yeah. editor of your newspaper and yeah. wait patiently. <laughs> printed it. Yeah. and even then no one replied to it like you had to <laughs> right. yeah. really put in effort now you can just yell on the internet and go right about your day yeah i don't know
1: how much of the anger is real really because some of it is people purposely trying to stir stuff up some of it is foreign governments trying to literally start some crap right so my, my whole thing is like i just want to make cool stuff i want to spend more time making stuff than i do talking about making stuff or talking about other people's opinions about making stuff you know that seems all my comedy heroes that seems to be their approach
0: i'm gail king
1: i'm anthony mason and i'm tony de
0: and this is a cbs this morning podcast Hello, I'm CBS News contributor Jamie Wax. Roy Wood Jr. and Ronnie Chang are correspondents for The Daily Show with Trevor Noah on Comedy Central. Wood has two Comedy Central specials under his belt. They are hilarious. My particular favorite is Father Figure, which is really, really, really really great. Chang's Netflix special, which is also brilliant and brilliantly titled Asian Comedian Destroys America. (laughs) And destroys, you mean a couple different ways, I think. Uh, Sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Debuted last December. Uh, Both of them are worth your time on streaming and available to you chang was born in malaysia but grew up in singapore and new hampshire wood is a native of birmingham alabama who spent time in florida went to florida a&m in tallahassee oh, Rattlers. and la and they both now live in new york where as different as their styles are and if you watch the daily show or seen their stand up you know that they actually share an office at daily show headquarters <laughs> welcome and thank you both for being here
1: thanks for having me
0: uh, i just watched you before we started doing this podcast i watched the two of you sort of start developing a bit for the daily show i like got a got a sort of fly on the wall perspective on that Mm -hmm. and you were bouncing things off each other is that
2: is that what it's like sharing an office for the two of you yeah i'd say that i i like it i like the location of our office i've always said this and i and i'd say this seriously i don't want to be alone in the building like i like Mm. the creative energy like there's there's been you know over the time that Trevor's been at the show, we've had correspondents leave. Jessica Williams, Hasan Minaj. Right. And there's always the, hey, you want, you guys want to take the office? <laughs> and we put the new person in here. And we're like, no. No, we're, <laughs> we're good together.
1: Yeah. So, I, uh, for, I mean, first of all, collaborating is one of the great joys of working at a show like The Daily Show is to collaborate with people who are professional comics. Yeah. So being able to bounce ideas like that. Second of all, I mean speaking for myself you know comedy stand-up comedy is a a solo sport so you spend a lot of time on the road by yourself with your own thoughts and speaking for myself i don't speak for roy but uh, it's nice to have someone to bounce ideas off on a daily basis who understands exactly where you're coming from and what you're trying to do and also i mean when i first joined the show roy was very much an introduction to america he even till today, five years in, or, uh, four and a half years in, he's still every day teaching uh, me, like, about this is what America <laughs> is. This is also what black America is. This is where they intersect. This is where things get weird. Like, he's <laughs> always showing me, yeah, because I have no idea
2: i show you videos from mm. worldstar.com.
1: <laughs> he shows me Star. He explains what Waffle House is and why there's so many fights there. And then I ask him <laughs> so many questions, which honestly, people would think I'm being sarcastic, but they're very genuine questions. Like yeah. Like what's up? Why is this? You know, what what is the beef between these two rappers? What's the history of it? And Roy is great because this is very uh, this is a very inside baseball, nuanced view which we will never talk about. But Roy is great for many reasons. But one thing is he actually navigates the urban and the non-urban crowds very well. He sees everything in it, so he's able to kind of explain America, Black America, uh, and all the nuances, subcultures within black America um, very well. He
2: sees the matrix for all that stuff. And because so. Ronnie has all these international experiences, he's the one trying, getting me to try new foods. Like even really? right now in the studio, Ronnie just brought in <laughs> some green bread. I don't know what this is. <laughs> and hand uh, sanitizer. Yeah. yeah, yeah hand sanitizer. It's, he just came and he goes, my wife just made this. The it's the authentic, that? genuine that Vietnamese. No, i right. try this. Uh, can't eat it. Don't you Ooh. eat that on the air. I'm no, telling no, no, you. No, no, no. You'll eat it. Go it's nice. It got nice, like, yeah. textures to
1: it. So this is stuff that Roy Winnell would never try. This is mm. Vietnamese bumbo. Oh, it's, that's really good. It's basically a pandan cake. Mm. Um, I
2: don't even know what that is. Like, Ronnie's yeah. analogy to describe the food is something else I have to discover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's
0: describing things that you can't relate to yeah, in yeah. relation to other things you can't relate but to. Yeah,
2: definitely on the international side. And then, you know, we'll talk about, like, that's cricket and MMA and just, you know, Sports that aren't necessarily. Oh yeah, we're both huge sports fans. Yeah. So is that always right?
1: watching, yeah, we're always watching sports in the office, and- pretending
0: to work in the in the <laughs> office and shutting no, the door.
1: And- well, uh, technically, everything we, we consume is is used in our work. But yes, we pretend yes, to work and we watch t- a lot t- l- sports. Let me re- ask about you. About
0: <laughs> Let me ask you a practical question. I know how busy the schedule uh, is of a correspondent on Comedy Central. The fact that both of you. Or as busy as you are as standups and have, mm. have developed solid hours. I would I would call those two specials I mentioned in the introduction two of the best hours I've seen in the last two, three years from Thank the you. comics. Thank you so much. Insightful, funny. Great live audience reaction, like like you know you, you can all you see those specials where you think the audience is being prompted or forcing it, and there's <laughs> such there's such genuine uh, affection and and laughter from the audiences in both those specials. Hmm. How in the world do you develop a solid hour of material while you're so busy focusing on your segments on the Na- daily
2: name show? the ones you hate though? Yeah, <laughs> <I laughs> can't, can't do the, the that. I think the production cycle of the Daily Show. Uh, can sometimes be high tide, low tide, and if you're lucky mm. enough to find a a low tide in the news cycle, then I can go out real fast and do a bunch of comedy sets. And I'll still go out Fridays and Saturdays, yeah. but like right now, as I'm trying to build a new hour, I did I worked three weekends in January. I'm working only one weekend in February. No weekends in March on the road, and then in April it cranks back up again. So. You find your spots, you know. Like, I'll listen to sets on the way to work, on my walk to work. I'll listen to jokes I told two months ago to figure mm-hmm. out how to move this comma, and move that around, bring it in the office to Ronnie. Hey, what do you think about this joke? Yeah, this is sure. sequencing, and move around. And then the next thing you know, oh, well, there's four stories that I need to pitch, which means I need to research, which means I need to watch two or three. Docs or news C B S news. Doc. Ah, th- I go to CBS News. <laughs> Thank you. We
0: appreciate that. You research
2: <laughs> the hard journalistic side of the story. Yeah. And then you go and read and consume the blogs and the weird stuff and see what the criticisms are about the topics. And it's hard to explain, but just creatively your brain is constantly going and it just oscillates from stand up to political satire back to stand up.
1: Yeah, but, I mean yeah. What, Roy Roy isn't um saying the whole story he people don't understand how good he is at stand-up comedy he works really hard at it he sees the matrix for everything he (laughs) understands joke structure very well yeah he could literally if he wanted to he could probably become like an adjunct professor at just teaching (laughs) structure the way he does it is amazing It's really like watching like a master at work and anyway but but to answer your question about how we can do it at a daily show i mean yeah we, we you know the daily show when it rains it pours and it is a job that requires a lot of energy and time as you can imagine every mm-hmm. day but it's also i think the probably the perfect job if for a stand-up comedian because we take monday to thursday in new york city and then we don't have a show on friday friday saturday sunday you can theoretically tour outside of the city so you can do like spots in different um states uh, you know you can go to chicago do a headline over a weekend mm-hmm. you can um you can headline over a weekend in out of town and if you're in new york city monday to thursday your, your, the 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 show we we well, we leave the building, um, let's say before nine p.m. right, and that's prime time in New York City. Yeah, it's prime time to to um to go around and uh, do spots around. You just drop in the shows all over the yeah, city. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and New York City is the I don't know any other city where you can literally, if you wanted to, you could probably do it, ten shows a night without without pushing too hard. You could do five, you know. Five a night, every night. That's this you is the have, only city where yeah. you could burn
2: the candle at both ends. But you get, have to have better. a huge
0: work ethic to even want to do that. I mean, that's the truth. Is, sure. is that you could just do the Daily Show or just do stand
1: up. But yeah, the, the idea of doing both takes a lot of work. Sure, but it's also lo- love the game, man. It's yeah. it, to be in a position where you can do that many spots is amazing. Like I was just, you know, I've been, I, I take my hour and then back on the grind to work the new one. And just uh, during this process, it's like, man, the love of the game, it's so much fun doing this. Being able to run around New York City is the dream. The dream was to come to New York City and run from gig
2: to gig like a crazy person and, and, you know, try to figure out a new joke. And that's the great thing about The Daily Show is that because what we're doing at the show, the challenge at the show is to find, especially with all of these other political satire shows that are out there, What is the one thing about this issue that no one else is going to say, Mm -hmm. that we can say? And then when you nail that, oh, man, that's a good feeling. So then that bleeds over into your stand-up. My stand-up got better once I got on The Daily Show. Because now it's, Mm -hmm. oh, if we're doing that on the show, then I can try to do that with my comedy. And then every blue moon, you may pitch a joke on the show or pitch a, a thought process on the show it just doesn't work for whatever reason and you go thank you trevor i'm gonna put this on stage <laughs> it's still yours yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's that's exciting also comedy is the one thing they can never take from me mm. it's the one all of the great comedians that are respected all died with dates on the books no one who's been on the daily show has been there forever i think except for Mark Payone, yeah, Payone editor, the who's been literally, <laughs> been there, literally been there since Craig Kilborn. Since yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know that sooner or later my time on the Daily Show will end, but stand up will always be there when I'm when I get uglier, <laughs> uglier than I am now, and Jesus. Hollywood wants no parts of me. This and I reach bleak. whatever magical age that you stop casting black men at, other than Danny Glover <laughs> and Morgan Freeman. Maybe Lugasa Jr. Like, when I reach that age, and I know I'm not getting any more... Is that what... Is it that old?
0: Your generation needs those guys, too. You might be that guy.
2: I just know that I can still tell jokes, and I can still yeah. have opinions. For as long as you're breathing, you have opinions. They used to push Richard Pryor on stage in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you say that like it's a... You're saying it like it's a good
2: thing. <laughs> I'm saying that he never stopped.
1: Yeah, Keith Robinson has, has a stroke. He still does. Right. It, so yeah,
2: so... The, i I love it, but because I know that's the one thing I will always be able to control. So that muscle I cannot let atrophy. Hmm. yeah, even if I'm on a daily
0: and show. and as you mentioned, after the daily show is not a bad class of people to be in. I mean, we're talking about Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, Samantha B. Uh our own Mo Rocca, who's at CBS Mo News, which Roca. is clearly Love the Love apex Mo. of anyone's desires in, <laughs> in the world. Uh we you got Most so many great. Rob Riggle, you've got all of these people. Mr.
1: John Oliver. Yeah, John Oliver, John not doing
0: too badly. Me. That's right. I mean that this to 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 be on the Daily Show has to be something that you two both really aspired to and that was a really exciting call the day you, you found out that you had booked it and that you were going to be correspondent. That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, he was in Hong Kong
2: when he found out. Yeah. Is that funny. right? Yeah. And, was and, and it was not...
0: You, you auditioned before and got oh, yeah, rejected by trash. The Daily Show.
2: And they didn't reject me. I, It was terrible. Like it was <laughs> To reject means that you considered it before passing on it. They didn't consider. Yeah, I blew the... It was a terrible audition like 07. And... To get another opportunity under trevor and you know, neil brennan uh made a couple calls and got me in the door in front of the producers and that was that man it it just oh it came together i got a call in hong kong and then i went immediately and bombed in front of 40 people at a bar <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know just to get. keep you humble <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you literally just got the best news of your career yeah. and an hour later, you're at a bar and people are like, "I don't get what you do." Like, well, you will someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
1: what about you, Ronnie? Yeah, I was in Edinburgh at the time. I was in doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival.
0: I'm, I'm just going to say, if there's not evidence that this current cast of uh, of, uh, right. of of this show is international, <laughs> you were in Hong Kong and yeah. you were in Edinburgh. Yeah, okay.
1: and uh, I was living in Australia. Uh, I lived there for like ten years, and I moved to America for The Daily Show. And to be honest, I mean, I always The Daily Show kind of came up when the internet was kind of uh, first doing video. Do you remember that? I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember. In, like when I was in college in two thousand and five, um, it uh, that was kind of when we started sharing clips. Like yeah, properly, YouTube
2: started oh four,
1: right, right. Yeah. So that was when The Daily Show, I think, restarted really blowing up for me because the clips you started sharing. Oh, look at Jon Stewart say this. Look at Look at this field piece. Look at- and so we. that's how we kind of learned about the show and became huge fans. But to be honest, I never thought I would ever get a chance to be part of it because I wasn't particularly political. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good uh, at comedy. And also, I was all the way in Australia. Like, how the hell are you going to... Like, It wasn't even something I even dared to aspire to. And then um, you get the call to audition. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And... Um, wanted to be part of the show obviously but just never thought i would even be considered you know um in the in anywhere near uh, what was required to be on the show so but there is something that makes a lot of sense about
0: both of you and this tradition that that really after the kill craig Kilborn show was a a lot of fun it was very funny it was a very different show than it became under john stewart And But there is something about both of you. Now, your styles could not be more... I I consider both of you masters of timing. But, Roy, you are a slow burn guy. You will tell a story, and you will leave pauses and and just let it build. Ronnie, you you will hit five rapid-fire jokes on a topic, and then all of a sudden, two minutes later, you're on to the next topic. But both of you are truth-tellers in your comedy. That seems like something that's very important uh in being a member of the daily show is sort of that your comedy gets to the heart of of
1: truths well uh i mean again to be honest i think that's something the show rubbed off on us i don't know well i want to speak for roy but rubbed off on me a bit more because one of the biggest things that the show was always when we started working there and started writing there um they were like well this is funny but what are you trying to say yeah. What are you trying to say? Hmm. And I never considered what I was trying to say. For me, up to that point, it's always like, how do I make these people laugh? And then suddenly you have to start thinking about... And that's one of the hallmarks of The Daily Show is, what are you trying to say with this joke? And that I think that's what Roy was saying earlier about it. That kind of infected our stand-up. Mm-hmm. It bled over to our stand-up in terms of when we write stand-up jokes now, we also think about like, oh, what are we trying to say with this joke though? It's funny, but are we saying the right thing with it? Is it? Are people laughing for the right, right reasons? Uh, what what is the point? And so I think when you say truth tellers, I think some of that is from the tradition of the show, you know, to hmm. to want to be a show that does comedy but also tries to say say something a little bit more, or at least has a focus like a, a, a focus point coming from a place of news and truth. And you know, I mean, ultimately the allegiance is to the joke, but um, just having that kind of uh, consideration of what 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 are you trying to say of this joke? Let's not just let's not just make you know fun of things just because we can yeah it's
2: like a bachelor's degree versus grad school Hmm. yeah if everybody's funny then the tiebreaker becomes who said something more poignant or who said something that had a more unique yeah point of view if you just want to laugh just million other shows
1: yeah go watch some you know go watch people fall down on 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 or watch people fight at waffle house on, on <laughs> yeah. you didn't get a lot last from that um, you
0: really you really did affect him about waffle
2: yeah house was, yeah <laughs> I, I took him to his first waffle house yeah in is that right yeah in uh cleveland well it was outside of, it was a 40 minute uber Get that <laughs> just for scattered,
0: it. smothered, covered in chunk tash. We we we're never going to be
2: that close to a waffle yeah. house again. Grits it, with me and him together. Uh-huh. It's during the <laughs> Republican convention, and I did a little googling. <laughs> Found one on the other side of Akron. I go, we're going.
1: Well, we we went to, we went to Akron to try to get some stage time.
2: Oh really? Yeah. During the convention. Oh, during the convention, so we
1: got, got some stage time, and then on the way back, all on the way there, I think we stopped by a waffle yeah, house. Yeah,
2: and so that's like and that's. <laughs> And that's kind of where he and I are alike, where if we're on a piece together, we go to the convention, and you're there all day, and you're shooting all day, from like 9 a.m. to 6, mm. and then at 6, I go to Ronnie, hey, man, I think there's a comedy show if you want to do seven minutes. You got a bitch you want to <laughs> I'm down, let's roll. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he literally knows every room and every person. He's got, he's got like, rooms in different area codes. For sure, he's got people everywhere. Like, I'll, I'll, every time I go to any city, I'm like, I ask him for the lowdown. Is this place good? Does this place suck? Do you have anyone you can recommend to open? And he always has someone to recommend <laughs> to open. In That's every great. city in, in America, it's unbelievable
0: you know you know all the comics in boise idaho and uh boise and maine are the he, only two where I he, think exactly right. no go. he
1: definitely knows he knows but if not he knows who to contact
2: to get to the yeah, to get to one need, degree yeah. away from yeah. most from, comedians yeah that's great <laughs> i can find you but yeah. that's also i i was on the road for 10 years i was a southern act. I, I didn't move to la until i was like year nine so you worked the south and the midwest for a decade you know, every, all of the features are now headliners and the people who never moved to the coast, they're still making their money in middle America. So they're their ears to the street. So even if the bookers have changed or the rooms have changed, I'd know who to talk to. I'm in enough weird Facebook groups that are private. <laughs> that but, but there's a reputation
0: and stand up that there's not a lot of support and camaraderie like that is that an unfair characterization when people talk about yeah. it being so competitive and that
1: yeah for sure it's definitely alan H- Havey put it best he said like uh well in this for ourselves but we're in it together and like um hmm. i always see a lot of camaraderie i don't know i think you get back what you put out yeah i mean uh again roy will never say that but he's he's probably one of the more, most generous sincere guys very sincere of his time you know or every day he'll get um at least every two or three days he'll get a call yeah. from like a comic around the country asking him for some advice and he'll i know because i'm in the office and we have no secrets like he we literally see each other's business manager meetings like when the accountants come to office we're just in the office get, <laughs> so we see each other's financials yeah. but uh yeah comics will call him and ask him for advice and he'll very sincerely try to so i don't uh, yeah i don't think i haven't seen any bad blood
2: between comedians i mean at a you know i i i yeah, yeah there's i mean there's infighting of course and same with any other jo- i compare it's it to an like, nba team where uh-huh. it, it, there's gonna be two divas yeah. somewhere in there that yeah don't but don't you think along. it's
1: like Omerta? Oh, like that's us we don't Correct. talk about that we don't yeah we don't that's not that's
2: internal yeah that's family business that's family but, business yeah, yeah we it's don't. not you're not going to hear about some public feud between two <laughs> comedians it, it's it rarely, rarely happens. Yeah, like, am I wrong? But I don't think... I, I, you never hear Seinfeld talk crap about anybody. And I'm sure Seinfeld, the same as every other comedian, has a comedian that, that he can't stand. There's right. comedians I don't like mm-hmm. in terms of their character. <laughs> Just as a person and the way you treat other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't like you. I You're hilarious. But I also heard about that time you cussed out so-and-so after a show. But I'm never going to say that publicly about you because it doesn't matter because no one's going to believe you Mm. no one's going to care joe rogan spent a year going at carlos mencia and exposing (laughs) all the jokes still and then carlos mencia still sells tickets yeah so i remember that (laughs) so what is me tweeting that you're a meanie going to accomplish it's not going to do anything i like talking to the new comics because they're not jaded yet (laughs) yeah and it keeps a fire under me Mm. because i also get new ideas from them i think if you connect with the youth it's real easy to see what they're doing and how they see the game because I think comedically, there's an intersection between comedy and technology that I think a lot of traditional comics ignore. Mm. And that, that's an easy way if you're able to harness your true essence as a stand up digitally mm-hmm. or with some piece of technology, then you get to leapfrog a couple spaces, you know. But it's hard depending on the type of comedy that you do. My comedy cannot be truncated into thirty second videos. It just my opinions are too nuanced. That's not that's not true. That's not <laughs> no. true. You can no. do it. You can do no, it. No, you get yeah. one semicolon wrong <laughs> and your career is over. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's not it's not for me it's not worth it. At least yeah. not yet. I'm not
0: But in a way, you're you're the the fact that the Daily Show exists and is a leaping-off point is proof of what you're saying. In its way, it is a use of technology that supports your your live stand-up.
2: Yeah, The Daily Show has given me a place to really expand on opinions and thoughts and really dig in mm-hmm. from a—like, a, with my stand-up, the goal with a white viewer is to show something that you never thought of and that you would have never considered, and a black viewer should be able to watch the same thing and go— that's exactly what I've been trying to tell y'all. Hmm. And if I can do that with a piece, then that's gold. And so then I also try to do that with my stand-up. But The Daily Show is definitely one of the better places to really dig in on a topic and really show the nuance of everything.
0: You know, I have to say, both your work on, on, Com- on Comedy Central's uh, uh, Daily Show and your work in stand-up, really proves the fact that people are are wrong when they say you cannot speak truth in comedy anymore that people are too politically correct that it's a terrible time to be a comedian that you you, you can't uh you can't uh push the envelope uh, wouldn't you say that 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 is false i mean i know you've got to be careful in some ways but there's something refreshing about hearing the truth and laughing at it
2: yeah the tr- the problem is that truth has become this amorphous thing now to some people where the truth used to be concrete this is the truth Now the truth is jello it's a little more flexible <laughs> is that the truth is that really your truth i don't know <laughs> if i agree with your truth you know what screw your truth and like that's how the outrage machine gets rolling i don't think it's a hard time to be a comedian i think you just keep doing as, as a comedian, it's no harder to be a comedian than it is to be a journalist. I think comedy is journalism. Hmm. It's, you're either reporting on who you are or you're reporting on how you feel. And The Daily Show is just how we feel about an issue, how we feel about a thing. And some people are going to disagree. And we're in a space where people are a lot more vocally disagreeing. I just think, I don't think people are more upset. I just think there's more ways to hear people complain. Hmm you know back in like 20 years ago if you were angry about something you had to write a letter to the (laughs) editor of your newspaper and wait patiently to see if they printed it and (laughs) even then no one replied to it like you had to (laughs) really put in effort now you can just yell on the internet and go write about your day yeah
1: i don't know how much of the anger is real really because some of it is people purposely trying to stir stuff up some of it is foreign governments trying to literally start some crap right mm-hmm. um and then some of it is also um people talking about being outraged more so my, my whole thing is like i just want to make cool stuff i, w- I want to make more stuff i want to spend more time making stuff than i do talking about making stuff or talking about other people's opinions about making stuff you know that seems all my comedy heroes that seems to be their approach you know they just kind of do stuff and put it out there and just go back to the work yeah go back to the work i Mm -hmm. think and and uh i uh you know um moving to new york city definitely i think made me more fearless as a comedian i think i got better doing comedy here and so i'm able to approach controversial topics a little bit easier now you know um yeah so i and this whether it's outrage culture or not i'm 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 not sure i haven't seen it yet i mean i think people I, I I haven't experienced it myself personally yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just ignore it more. That's I don't where know, that's but.
2: where Ronnie and I are different though.
1: Like, what do you mean? I hate I hate bloggers. You know, I, hate I know bloggers. that is documented and
2: yeah. you <laughs> made that perfectly clear. I hate commenters this. and bloggers. I, yeah. So um, he stopped. He stopped. Like Ronnie doesn't consume any of that stuff, and yeah. I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I go on the. I go on Reddit, which is like oh, that's God. Like, like you think Facebook is <laughs> is tough. Nah, yeah. you want to feel? The I'm hate. from Reddit, baby. Like, <laughs> I enjoy just seeing everything that's to be said. um I've started doing. Oh, I haven't told you this i started doing something a little more dangerous now on the Daily Show's Instagram page. Uh-huh. Every now and then I'll comment with just like a smile emoji. Oh. Just to see what happens after that. And it's like 40 <laughs> replies and it's just all out war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all I did was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: the most divisive thing you yeah, can yeah. do on the internet. <laughs> I'm
2: not I'm not trolling anyone, but I, I do enjoy feedback because somewhere in the midst of all of this outrage and all of this yelling. Is legitimate positive feedback mm. on ways that I believe I could be better mm. as a comedian or a performer. I disagree. I choose to sift through some of that. <laughs> I think it's all BS. And I think, yeah. Somewhere in there are meaningful, fair critiques huh. for me mm. and my comedy. So um. I'll, it's worth sifting through it. And thankfully, I'm in a place where that doesn't bother me emotionally in a negative way. So. Right. I can kind of go through that. What's what's the animal that can like just work through chameleon Stings? Um, is it the mongoose? Huh? Mm-hmm. Mongoose mm-hmm. that can
0: get bitten by the cobra and yeah, yeah. and just
1: keep on
2: trucking. Yeah. Them. See, that's
1: not. I don't want to become the mongoose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't become immune to venom. What's, but, what's your spirit
0: animal? Yeah, right? I'm full mongoose <laughs> on yeah, the yeah. internet. <laughs> you
1: are mongoose on the internet <laughs> until you threaten my child. Other than that, uh, well, yeah. don't um, threaten
0: his child. Well, whatever you guys are doing, it's uh, it's working. Two the best in the business. Uh, Ronnie was in a little movie you might have heard of called Crazy Rich Asians, I should say, uh last year. Yeah. Uh congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh and (laughs) please check out their specials and watch them on the daily show. It's boy, I mean, you are you are in a a great time to be doing the daily show. Let me tell you you how humble Ronnie
2: is. (laughs) Ronnie books crazy rich Asians and and um when the office Yeah man I'm gonna be gone for a month or two doing a movie. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm curious. I, all right, who's in the movie? He rattles off, like, 15 Hall of Fame Asians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I go, sounds pretty huge, bro. we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm just a movie i'm gonna go do my job <laughs> <then> it's crazy
0: <laughs> just this little movie yeah. and we should say roy's special is on comedy central uh you kept it close to home <laughs> yes yes it is yes. and uh ronnie's is available on, on the
1: app and on the website that's right. cc.com
0: and I'll tell you, there I think are-
1: iTunes as well, you can buy an iTunes. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah.
0: Plenty of great clips from from both of you from stand-up all over the internet. Uh, great to have you here today. Thanks for talking to us and thanks for the work
1: you do. Oh, thank you. Thanks for speaking to us.